The Long Box Crusade presents Action Film Face Off. This episode, it's 1971 versus 1976. Two films enter. One film leaves. Welcome to Action Film Face-Off. This is the show where two random years are selected. My brother will bring an action film from one of those random years, while I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using a variety of criteria, and a champion will be crowned by the end of this episode. But let me introduce you to one of your hosts, my brother, a U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq. It is Jason the Weasel Skull... Yes, indeed. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. Those categories are story, overall spectacle, best action scene, the hero, and the villain. And then there will be the deduction round, where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. So let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq, and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. There's that new guitar riff from our friend Professor Frenzy, musical genius that he is. Yeah, it's a show. Thanks for that new guitar riff. And I hope everyone enjoyed the weasel sounds that I put under uh, Jason. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. Thanks, Jared. (laughs) Now I know what a weasel sounds like. Before our two films enter the Video Dome arena, we are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardsaleartist.com, early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much-appreciated support to the show. Helica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blasted or Stashed. Bob Busta Busta. Braxton Underwood. David Collins, but you can call him Bat Bat Battle Wagon. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Thanks again for the new guitar riff, Jerry. Thank you. I the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. <laughs> Maxwell Traver, Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ronald Went. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto Cop. And our one-time donor of Bradford William from Down Under. We appreciate it, sir. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longbarkcrusade.com. We will get it straightened out. Now, you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member, Jared? It's unclear, Jason. It's unclear. (laughs) Oh, I think it's pretty clear. (laughs) I think it's pretty clear. I've been blackballed for this organization. (laughs) 
Well, for most people, it's simple. You just go over to patreon.com, search for Long Box Crusade, or you can type in patreon.com forward slash Long Box Crusade. And for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. And Jason, I think we were remiss on our last episode. No way. We're never remiss. We have some business to take care of. Two episodes ago, one of the featured films here on Action Film Face Off was Casino Royale. Pretty sure it won. I don't even... Oh, it went up against Sky Captain, and it, it, and it won. It won. <laughs> it won. And we said we would do a DVD giveaway of Casino Royale, and we have tabulated all the inputs and all the votes. People used hashtag roll the dice to enter over on our Twitter, and the winner is... Well, I hope they can take delivery to a battle wagon. It's Dave Collins. It's a mobile address. (laughs) You've won the Casino Royale DVD, and that will be going straight to your battle wagon. We appreciate you listening, and I'll hand it back to Jason. Well, let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film Gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. This episode was assigned the year of 1971, which happens to be the year that Jason was born. Mm-hmm. And I have selected Shaft, starring Richard Roundtree, Moses Gunn, and Charles Coffey. What year did the randomizer select for you? Well, I got 1976, which was the year you were born. True. And I got the Shaft. <laughs> and you got the Sky Striker. <laughs> Anyway, old stuff. Anyway, shake it off, Jason. And our Crusaders Club members put into our Videodome Arena, Rocky, starring Sylvester Stallone, Carl Weathers, and Talia Shire. Oh, now that's a good matchup. So you're saying that our Crusaders Club members voted online to determine what your movie was going to be? They did indeed. Oh, well, I like their style. I mean, it wasn't unanimous, but it was pretty much a landslide that uh, Rocky came to the top of the heap. That's right. People wanted us to talk about Rocky, and we are going to talk about Rocky. We've got a fine matchup. Now, it's important to point out that this isn't Jared versus Jason. We each had to bring a film from our assigned year, so I might very well like his selection better than mine. This is all about us discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. Now... It's time for your spoiler warning. If you've never seen 1971 Shaft or 1976's Rocky, I don't know how that's possible, but if it's happened, now's your chance to pause and go watch the films because we're going to spoil the heck out of them and we're going to get in some deep dive. So pause here. I'm going to play a little musical cue. When the musical cue is over, we're going to get into it. See you on the other side of the music. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those films. So let me jump in with some quick info on 1971's Shaft. Up yours! Get out of the way! Can't say he's gonna be here. He should be here. Open it up. Shaft's his name. Shaft's his game. Can't say he's gonna be here. And he ain't. It ain't right. Oh, wait. That's some cold shit. Throwing my man Leroy out the window. Pick my man up and threw him out the damn window. Listen, Snow White. Me and you gonna tangle sooner or later. Why don't you stop playing with yourself, Willie? You ain't gonna do shit. 
Shaft's his name. Shaft's his game. Hey, man, I don't know no Ben Buford. 20. Oh, forget Ben Buford. You want to take it out of your ass, pimp? I'm looking for a named John Shaft. You just found him. The mob wanted Harlem back. They got Shaft up to here. All I'm asking you is to let me know what's going on. No names, no places, just what? Okay, Tom, use up your minutes. Get out! Don't tell me, man. Where the gun? Look here. play your super heavy black number. I'm gonna play mine. We can nail your tail for manslaughter all we got on you right now. When you lead that revolution, why they better be standing still? But you don't run with a down no more. We're done running, man. Shaft. Hotter than bond, cooler than bullet. Rated R. If you want to see Shaft, ask your mama. All right, your cast and crew, like I mentioned earlier, it stars Richard Roundtree and Moses Gunn. It's directed by Gordon Parks. Here's your synopsis. Smooth private detective John Shaft is asked, strongly asked, by black mob boss Bumpy Jonas to help Bumpy find his kidnapped daughter. Bumpy naturally leaves out some key details, like the fact that he knows the mafia has his daughter, and this is going to be a tough mission. But with the help of some Black Panther-ish friends and a friend in the NYPD, John Schaff might just be able to save the day. And here's some interesting trivia for the film. At least I found it interesting. Number one, Isaac Hayes actually auditioned to be Shaft, the character. And they liked him, but they went for Richard Groundtree, ultimately, as we all know. They liked him so much... As everybody knows, he does the iconic theme song to Shaft. In fact, Isaac Isaac Hayes won, this is my second bullet, Isaac Hayes won the Best Song Academy Award for this song, and he is the first African-American to ever win that Oscar. Congratulations, Isaac Hayes. It's an awesome song. And finally, my third factoid is that MGM had only three films that made a profit in 1971, and Shaft was definitely one of them. In fact, it did so well, it helped save MGM Studios from bankruptcy. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yes, indeed. Back to you, Jason. So now I will give you the rundown on 1976's Rocky. His name is Sylvester Stallone. He's the star of a new film called Rocky. He's been described as tough, handsome, talented, sexy, sensitive, dynamic, brilliant. He's been compared to Nicholson, De Niro, and Brando. But he is Rocky. He's the man who could be loved by only one woman because somehow she gets beneath the pain. 
He's every nobody who ever needed somebody. Rocky, do you believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you. He's every man who ever settled for something less. What about my pride, Nick? At least you have pride. I ain't had no pride, I ain't had nothing. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. Terrific. I mean, you could be a heartbreak. You walk down the street breaking hearts the way you're looking. Very shot. He's the man who never had a chance until now. Rocky. His whole life was a million to one shot. His name is Sylvester Stallone, but you will always remember him as Rocky. So the cast and crew included Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, and Burgess Meredith. It was directed by John G. Avildsen. When an aging fighter and part-time mob leg breaker is offered the chance to fight the heavyweight champion of the world, it's an offer he can't refuse. Put a little godfather in there, you know, for the mafia thing. Just mm. That's what you call professional writing, Jared. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. With an aging manager and a shy new girlfriend in his corner, Rocky Balboa puts it all on the line for one shot at the title. Can he overcome the monstrous odds and defeat champion Apollo Creed? My prediction? Pain. That's part three. (laughs) I know, but I thought it was cool. Let's get creative on this map. I like it. So there was actually a lot of interesting trivia in this. These three kind of went together. When Sylvester Stallone finally sold the script to Rocky, he had exactly $106 left in his account. He was so broke he was trying to sell his dog because he could no longer afford to feed him. In spite of being desperate for money, Stallone refused to accept a $350,000 offer until the studio agreed to let him star in the film. And finally, that dog that Stallone almost had to sell, that was Butkus in the movie. Good stuff right there, man. Uh-huh. See how it all feeds sequentially. It's how <laughs> professional writes a synopsis, man, Jerry. I feel bad about my synopsis and my trivia flow. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we have the basics on today's contestants. It's never gonna make it. There's no way that you make it. And maybe you can fake it. But you're never gonna make it Aren't you just gonna take that Make them take it all back Don't tell me you believe that Aren't you just gonna take that Or will you f***ing fight back Well, now it's time to get into our rounds And round one is the story how engaging is your story? How original is your story? Let's find out. Jason, talk to me about the story of 1971 Shaft. I'm ashamed to say that I had never seen Shaft before. Now I seen Shut your mouth. I did. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> I'd seen the remake with Sam Jackson, but I'd never seen the Richard Roundtree original. And I got to say, I thought the story was pretty interesting. 
it weaved crime and race. It kind of had the New York City culture, and it kind of all blended it together into a nice, well-crafted tale. It was entertaining. The characters were pretty complex. At the end of it, I kind of wanted to get an origin story. I wanted to know what was the backstory between Shaft and his history with the cops. It looks like he had at one time maybe been a police officer, mm-hmm. yeah. and he kind of had a frenemy kind of relationship with the lieutenant there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is interesting to me, and I- I'd like to know more. I think that's fair. I think the story of Shaft is kind of basic, but like you said, it flows nicely. It stays fairly engaging all the way through and it does develop us with interesting characters i mean it's not going to blow you away or anything with these any huge twists you pretty much see everything coming but it's well executed so that's my thoughts on it as well what do you got for rocky 1976 well rocky is one i've seen a few times Mm -hmm. um you know i hadn't seen it in a while though and I was kind of excited to see it. I was like, and I'm thinking about all of the fight scenes and of course that epic final fight, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So as I was watching it this time, I was about mm, 30 minutes into it when I was like, they tricked me into watching a love story, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a love story. It is a love story. This is an action film face-off. This is a romance film face-off. <laughs> Listen, I got to jump in. One of our Crusaders Club members, Jose Pollo, has told me, and I believe him wholeheartedly, this is the perfect first date movie because the gentleman can enjoy it the lady can enjoy it we're speaking stereotypically sure a little bit but it's just an all-round good drama romance got a little comedy got a great boxing match at the end there's a lot to like in this movie there's a lot of adversity in the movie but tons of positivity and tons of heart and man there's so many feel-good moments in this film and so many sad moments in this film It's a sweet, sweet ride at the end of the day. There's just tons of heart, man. Mm -hmm. You can feel the soul of Philadelphia. I personally have never been to Philadelphia. Probably should go at some point in time. But man, I feel like I grew up in that neighborhood after watching that (laughs) movie. It's like you get to know the heart, the soul, the trauma, the drama. And it's just awesome. It's cast perfectly. It's got a great supporting cast. I don't know what else to say other than this is a great story. I concur. Like Shaft, it's not a complex story, but the way it is executed with the ensemble cast is it's timeless. This movie will always be great. Like you said, it's heart. It's all heart. It starts the franchise, which never really loses the heart. Occasionally they go more 80s blockbuster and things like that. But the heart is kind of always there. And it starts here. I think the Rockies kind of are known and it's almost kind of tongue in cheek now for the montage moments. Mm -hmm. And while there's a montage moment here, I mean, to me, it's just the flow of the story. And as I I learned more about it, as I kind of studied a little bit of the history, there are things that like they took mistakes and made the most of them. And by that, I mean, there's that scene when he can't sleep and he goes to the ring the night before the fight and he stares at the big murals on the wall and he notices that the trunks are the wrong color. Mm. He says, uh, uh, those are white trunks with red stripes. That's supposed to be wearing red trunks with white stripes. Yeah. And that was actually a, a mistake that the art production <laughs> made. When they saw that, they used that to make a great scene. And the guy's like, does it really matter? Like, 
like, who cares? Nobody knows who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And you could see that sink into him. And it's just like they took advantage of every moment, even the mistakes in this film, to make the film a little bit better. It's incredible that you bring that up because I was watching it this most recent time for Action Hill Face Off. And I was watching it with Jordan and I paused it on that scene and I said, Jordan. You're only 13. You don't quite understand movies yet, but this is an incredible scene because what they're saying without saying with exposition is nobody cares about this fight, but Rocky He's not supposed to win. He's not even supposed to go three rounds. This is a joke. This is a exhibition for fun clown show to everyone except that man right there. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Yeah. And another great scene that I learned was also a mistake was the ice skating scene. Six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The ice arena was supposed to be full of people and they called for extras and nobody showed up. They had like four people there. And so they were like, well, what are we going to do? And they rewrote it for the scene that we saw. And that made it just that much more intimate. Memorable. Yes. It showed how Rocky was not about to let a little adversity get in the way of his date, man. (laughs) And that's just how he is. You know, he wasn't bullying, but he was very persistent. You know, he (laughs) forked over his cash. So, I mean, ultimately, this is good stuff. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily belong on action film face-off. It's not a high action movie, but it I don't know. It kind of does. It's weird. (laughs) We'll allow it. We will allow it. And I think you're going to see a lot of good scores for it from me because I'm a big time fan of this movie. But speaking of scores, let's go ahead and do it. On a scale of 1 to 10, 5 being average means it's okay, got the job done, didn't blow me away, but it got me through. What would you score the story to Shaft 1971? Before you give your score, people out there might want to play match game. Oh, that's right, match game. (laughs) Jason and I have not seen each other's scores. There's 10 scores, so you got to guess right now how many times we're going to match on these scores out of 10. And let's go into it and find out. Now, back to you, Jason. What are you scoring, Chef? I'm giving it a 7. Match game! (laughs) (laughs) That's one. All right. Yeah, I thought well above average. Not quite to, you know, I think I would give it a B, B plus. So 7 seems about right. I have a seven written down as well. So if you're out there, you're playing match game. Some people make it a drinking game. Uh, you're off to the races early. <laughs> yes. If you're doing the drinking game with Laurel Mountain Flower, you're already a little whoop whoop for your first drink has happened. We're not even out of round one. Let's find out what happens when Jason scores Rocky's story on a scale of one to ten. I gave Rocky a 10. Meow, 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 match game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 too, huh? Perfect 10. I think this is a story that flows perfectly. Like you said, there's so much visual storytelling. I'll reference another scene when he goes to his locker and he opens it up and it's obviously not his. Mm-hmm. Someone else's stuff is in there. They tell you a ton visually. You know now that he's been downgraded. His locker's he's on been his way away. out. Yep. on his way out. And they don't have to give you that through exposition. They just show you that. The look on his face was my stuff. Why you put my stuff on Skid Row? You know? <laughs> that's right. Great stuff. Anyway, yep. Match game for tens. And that's the end of round one story. All right. That'll bring us into round two. That's the hero. How cool is the hero? Jared, what'd you think of John Shaft? It's John Shaft. 
And as you know, on this show, we're not doing scores yet, but Roger Moore and the view to kill is seven. Yep, that's right. It's established. <laughs> that's our barometer. And he's going to be higher than that because he's Shaft. And honestly, we'll get to this a little later, I guess, when we get to action scenes. You know, Shaft is thought of as an action movie, but there's not a ton of action in it. Yeah. It's really character driven. And that's what keeps your eyes affixed to the screen is just watching this real smooth guy, Shaft, interact with people. He can be very charming. He can be he can be pretty much a jerk. He's just fun to watch. Richard Roundtree had a lot of fun with this character that would get two more sequels and then a remake and then a sequel to the remake. And there's a reason why this character is endured. He's just, again, fun to watch. So that's my take on Shaft. What do you got? I've seen Richard Roundtree, but like in recent years, like, well, maybe it wasn't so recent, but when the remake came out, you know, he guest starred in the remake with Samuel Jackson. Then I've seen him, you know, on TV from time to time. And so I've always kind of seen him as this older gentleman. And when I saw the 71 film, I was like, holy cow. Like, he looks tough, man. In his youth, he was an imposing figure. That was my first thought, was just kind of how posing that he looked. And then he was also a compelling hero. He had he obviously had a chip on his shoulder. And you could tell that at the very beginning. Like, he's just walking across the street. Like, he owns the city. Cars are hawking up. He's like, up yours, you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I, think yeah, you I think he dropped an F-bomb, like, the first line of the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. So he was just... And then I wasn't sure, because at one point, he, like, flashes a badge. Yeah, that confused me, too. So I was like, is he a cop? Is he not a cop? And it's like, well, it's clearly he's a private investigator, but why does he have a police officer's badge? I don't know. At the end of the day, I just really got the sense that he's a black man that's kind of got one foot in the black community of New York City and one foot still in the police department. He's kind of walking between these two worlds and he's not really accepted into either one of them. Yeah, I got a very Luke Cage before Luke Cage vibe. Yeah, yeah, I think he, that's he's a, a man movie. of the streets, but he's also savvy enough to know how the world works and how to get along in uptown in white society. And so, right. he's, like you said, he's on that fence. And, you know, that was very much on the public conscience in 1971. I think they played it real well. I don't think it was ham handed or, you know, message heavy. And those are the best films. Those are the films, I think, that change people's minds about things and cultures when you're subtle about it. And, and you just make a good film. And I think Richard Roundtree did that. He did definitely didn't feel like he was ever a victim or he was totally comfortable in his own environment. He was in control of his own environment. He wasn't pushed around by the police. He wasn't pushed around by the mob. He had his own set of rules and he was not big on foreplay. I noticed he's not <laughs> big on foreplay. <laughs> I was watching that scene, you know, the lovemaking scene with his, I guess it was on again, off again, girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, he's going to this house. It's like, oh, he's just sitting there naked. Oh, they're getting it on. I don't know who this woman is. I don't like, <laughs> not, no, no backstory or anything. He's like, I'm ready for love. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to give you one. <laughs> and I was like, this is a lucky son of a <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a kick out of his friend, the bartender, the gay bartender, uh, was also a, a amusing, maybe a little over the top as a gay character, but still treated with, I think, a certain amount of respect, especially for 71. I thought so, too. Yeah, I really did. He was funny and likable. And as I was reading my trivia, it said that this is one of the very first movies that sort of unabashedly had this openly gay character and just didn't like make a thing of it. Once again, subtle is better. And I, I, I liked him as he sort of, you know, a lot of times we'll put the ensemble in with the hero. And I thought his friend, the bartender, was a fun character. Yeah, I agree. I think they had some really interesting characters in here. And John Shaft was definitely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he was. Well, put on your boxing gloves. Yep. We're going to flip on over to Rocky. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> now, what'd you think of Rocky? Look for a very high score from me on Rocky. Rocky is Stallone's magnum opus character. He is will be well remembered for Rambo. We talked about that. It's a fine franchise, but I think Marion Rocky... Cobretti. Let's not write out. <laughs> Still waiting on that franchise to blossom, but whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's any day now. Uh, <laughs> Rocky is you said it earlier he is heart he is hope whenever I need to feel inspired to be more than I am I like to watch a Rocky movie because he is the original no quit guy life keeps kicking him he just doesn't quit he doesn't lose his sense of humor like Shaft he doesn't let other people define who he is he's him he's comfortable in his skin he's a joy to watch Rocky is incredible I'll leave it at that he was more complex than I remember after watching Rockies 1 through 84. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's a lot of Rocky movies. That's what I'm trying to say. Number one, let's not mix words. He's working for the mob, right? Mm -hmm. He's an arm twister for the mob. A leg breaker. <laughs> yes, right. And no good leg breaker. <laughs> you had heart. <laughs> Even the mob boss guy is likable, though. He's charming and likable. <laughs> Yeah, but it, but it even shows he won't put in a word for Polly, not because he doesn't want to help Polly, but he doesn't want Polly getting into this business. Yep, Polly thinks that it's glamorous. Yeah, and he knows it's not. Mm -hmm. He does what he has to do to collect the money, but he won't break that guy's fingers. He's got such a good heart. And even like when he goes to get the fish food and he just steals the fish food and he tells the lady there, crime don't pay. You know that. Basically, he's saying, I work for the mob. I'm going to take what I want. But the look on his face, you know, the disdain he feels for himself at that moment is so apparent. I mean, it's just the heart is always there. No matter how much this world is breaking him down, he lives in a piece of crap apartment. You know, he's in his 30s. His fighting career has long since gone by. But but you could tell, you know, there is still something special just trying to come out. This film is just, it just has so many moments that defines this character that it's incredible. I'll leave it at that. And then we'll score them. Match game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shaft, what are you giving him? Let's see if we can match game this up at an eight. I think Shaft and Shaft is a very strong eight out of ten. Oh, Jared, I'm sorry to say we've got a match game. It's <laughs> <laughs> three matches in. <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy. Keep on rolling. Can we get the hat trick? Well, if you gave Rocky and Stallone's incredible performance a 10, like I gave it a 10, we got a match game. We got a match game. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Laurel is on the floor at this point. I don't know how you could give Rocky less than a 10. If you give Rocky less than a 10, you know, take your pulse. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky's just a timeless character. And, and, and Shaft, to a degree, is as well. I'll give you a hint. My favorite Shaft movie is actually the third one, Shaft in Africa. 
But maybe I was so. looking at that because you know I rented this on Amazon and I was like, oh, that's Shaft in Africa. That might be <laughs> the second one. Shaft's big score is probably actually my least favorite of the three, but it's still not bad. But Shaft in Africa, is, I thought was surprisingly good. But hey, we're getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> as we know, as we do. as we do, I think okay. we're done. Let's go to the villain, Jared. Take it away. Yep, like you said, round three is the villain. How menacing and or entertaining is your villain? We're big fans of using the Judeo-Christian Hans Gruber scale. (laughs) (laughs) We love Hans Gruber. He's kind of like a 10 for us. I'm going to count to three. (laughs) We're going to get to that. I even like him as the Sheriff of Nottingham in the... Robin Hood. Anyways, but let's find out about the villains of these films that we're doing today. Shaft, 1971. There's kind of a lot to pick from, Jason. So kind of walk me through who you see as the villain of the picture and how you feel about it. Well, I think ultimately the villain of the picture is the Italian mafia. The Italian mafia moving in and kidnapping the daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can make an argument. Is Bumpy? Bumpy. Is he a villain? Eh, he's villain-like. But at the end of the day, it's the Italian mafia. You don't really have a big boss. You don't have your Hans Gruber, Mm-mm. so to speak. But I thought that the Italian mafia actually was, it was a good villain. I mean, Entity itself was a big threat especially at this time. And it shows kind of the scale of the danger that the Shaft and his friends are in. So although I think we don't really have a big heavy in the traditional sense, just the presence of the mafia was an interesting nemesis for Shaft and his team. Yeah, Shaft suffers a little bit from not having a central villain. That's why I kind of gravitate towards Bumpy. And when we get into our scoring, I think you'll see it get a Bumpy up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to his awesome performance. He's the most memorable adversary. Again, the mafia is really the villain, but Bumpy's obviously no angel and he does some pretty crappy things. And I thought his performance was brilliant. And so that's kind of, kind of locked in on him. So you're going to see a better score. Thanks to Bumpy, even though the true villain is, as you said, the mafia. And Mm -hmm. that's really just my thoughts on that. I think Shaft could have used a more standout villain, but it's still not bad. Having said that, Jason, let's go ahead and prepare our perfect scores for Carl Weathers. uh... (laughs) All right. So let's go to Rocky and let's talk about the quote unquote villain. And I'll just leave it at that and let you run with it. You know, villain's too strong of a word. He's the antagonist of the story. You know, he's not a bad dude. He's He's a bad man. Yeah, he is. His weakness, obviously, is his arrogance. This guy has won so much, he's forgotten what it feels like to get hit so hard that you can hardly breathe. And Rocky's going to remind him in this movie (laughs) what it feels like and put him in for the fight of his life. Having said that, you know, again, not a villain, good antagonist. And I'm just going to wrap it up by saying Carl Weathers is so cool. Just so cool. So cool. And he is, I'm just going to pick it right up from there. He is on his A game as this character. It is obviously modeled after Muhammad Ali to an extent. He's just owning it. There is at no point where I feel like I'm watching Carl Weathers play a character. I feel like Apollo Creed is a real person. He is just so charming, a little too conceited. He needs to be taken down a peg and he kind of is. 
Yeah, very much so. In this film. And as we know from the franchise, he just gets more likable and more likable and more likable till he gets dead. Spoilers. I told you guys about (laughs) We warned you. I'd say he was probably his most unlikable in Rocky 2. 2 is where he's, yeah, got that chip on his shoulder, maybe more so. Because in this one, he's flippant. Again, the fight to him is just a joke. It's not a real thing. Fun little gimmick. It's a gimmick. Yeah, it's an exhibition match. And he's treating it as such. What he doesn't realize is the man in the other corner is not treating it as such. He's treating it as the moment of his life. It's freaking fascinating. And Carl Weathers is perfectly cast and perfectly performed. Is that right? Yeah. He performs perfectly. There you go. (laughs) That's an alliteration. It is alliteration. (laughs) But you know what? Let's score them. Let's go back to Shaft on a scale of 1 to 10. What are you giving the villainy of Shaft? We looked at this a little bit differently, so we may differ here. Because I was looking at the Mafia Mm -hmm. as the villains. So I gave it a 6. A 6. Yeah, we're not going to have match game. I gave it the bumpy up. If I was going to give it just the Mafia, they're faceless to me. I mean, they're just... We'd be probably talking 5 or perhaps 4 territory to me. I don't remember a single one of them. Really? I, well, there was the one guy who dropped the N-word, which was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and the two guys in the bar I thought were good. Yeah, it's, they were okay. But Bumpy is the most memorable thing for me. And, and I liked his performance so much, I took it to a seven. Okay. So you've got a six, I've got a seven. And it's really thanks to Bumpy. If I was on the Mafia tip, I'd probably be more like a five. I just thought the performance given by Bumpy was incredible. Understandable, understandable. Let's go to Rocky. Is Carl Weathers picking up that 10? Well, let me count it out Marine style. One, two, ten. <laughs> I've got it as a 10 as well. Just for those of you keeping up at home, that's another match game. We have five match games already, and I do want to point out that three rounds into Rocky, it's all 10s. This has the potential to be the highest scored film in action film face-off history. Let's see where it goes. All right. So now we're going to go into the overall spectacle. This is round four. This is how visually engaging the film is overall. We're talking about stunts, effects, and I know it's not visual, but (laughs) we also think about the music, cinematography, all the things that you kind of put into the crock pot and make this beautiful stew. So, Jared, what are you thinking about the overall spectacle for Shaft? Well, you mentioned music, and that's kind of my thing. Uh-huh. That Isaac Hayes soundtrack is Academy Award winning worthy, and it certainly did win. So that's going to bump it up. You mentioned that it gives you a very good feel for New York. It feels very New York, very 1970s New York, as it should. The costuming is fun to look at. <laughs> uh, Shaft always looks cool in his 70s dapper dress and as do other characters. Aside from that, it didn't really visually wow me in any way. Like I didn't see any scenes that were like, what? But the overall theme of it, I thought was really solid. And I'll hand it to you. I was a little overwhelmed by the action element. Uh, like I said, after seeing the Samuel L. Jackson remake, I was like, eh, this really doesn't have a whole ton of action in it. There's a lot of posturing, <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot of threats, but not, not a lot of real action. But the one thing I liked was that Shaft uses his wits. A mm-hmm. lot, and I like seeing that. He was always thinking ahead, like that scene at the bar when he, he basically takes out those two hitmen without 
basically lifting a finger. I mean, mm. he just serves him drinks till the cops get there. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's pretty smart. Well, get smarter, not harder. <laughs> and you talked about the music. It grabs you right from the get go. You know, that beat, just those licks as he's mm. laying it down. And he's a little high hat. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, oh, that is just, it just, it grabs you right from the get go. It doesn't let you go. So, probably, yeah, the music is definitely a high note. The action itself is probably a low note. Mm, but, yeah. but when I thought back and I looked at it, I was like, well, there wasn't a lot of fisticuffs and bang, bang, but there was a lot of good cerebral stuff going on in there, which may not, you know, may not appeal to all action film face off people, but mm. I have some respect for it. That's yeah, fair. What about Rocky? What were your thoughts of the spectacle of Rocky? Hmm. Once again, the spectacle is strong, much like Shaft does with New York. Rocky does for Philadelphia, like you said. Bill Conti's score is freaking iconic. This is a score that everybody knows. This is a score you could play for people who have never seen a Rocky film and they'd go, oh, I think that's the music from Rocky. We're talking cinematography that is unforgettable, running up the steps of the art museum. Well, the first time, barely getting up the steps. <laughs> and then the next <laughs> Look time... Look like me trying to get up the steps. <laughs> just camera work, sound... It's just something about it. It's engaging. Talk about the spectacle round being how much do I want to pick up my phone and check Twitter while the movie's on? I have seen this movie, I would say no less than 20 times, and I still didn't pick up my phone. Something about it. It's not much like Chef. It's not high action. There's really an opening fight against Spider Rico. I'm sure you'll go into this. I'm sure you have clever names for this. And then there's a closing fight. And everything in between is just sort of training and character development. But something about it, man. It's very engaging. Yeah, I thought the same. And interestingly enough, too, one of the facts of trivia that I learned was this was one of the first, if not the first, use of the Steadicam, which they used to film him running up the steps. So that was kind of cutting-edge cinematography at the time. And like you said, there are really only two fights, one at the beginning of the movie and the one at the end. And the fights that we have are really gritty and visceral. And, but there's a lot of stretch of drama between those fights. You know, and we talked about that in the story. So, I mean, from a spectacle standpoint, yeah, we're talking about cinematography and music and all that good stuff, but, you know, this is an artsy film face-off. This is action film face-off. <laughs> so the score will be scored accordingly, in my view. So, with that, I think all that's left to do is score it. So, Jared, Shaft, mm. what do you score in Shaft? Shaft spectacle to me because it was light on action, sat at a five. Oh, I thought I was going to be low, but you know what? I scored it exactly the same. Well, bad news for you. I hadn't finished my sentence. Uh <laughs> Oh, okay. But thanks to Isaac Hayes and the costuming, I got it at a six. Okay. Nah, I'm keeping it at five. I've factored in Isaac Hayes and the costuming. There just wasn't a lot of action in this thing. Oh, man. Laurel's starting to sober up, man. We got to get some match game here. You know, we sometimes differentiate the spectacle thing. You could go a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different ways to go with spectacle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this might be where we separate a little bit. What about you for Rocky? You know, I'm very enamored with this film. Mm -hmm. I have it at a nine. Oh, we're way off. I can't even explain why. It's just very engaging, visually engaging to me. But I could totally understand a lower score. So what do you got? 
I went six. Ooh. I went six on Ooh. spectacle. That might be the furthest separation of an episode actually. Yeah, I think that you're you're factoring in the, and all the artsy stuff you're talking about. It's all great, and I agree with it 110. percent But I'm looking at it for the visceral action. Mm, action. As, you know, when I look at the whole point A to point B, the very end, there's a good action scene at the beginning, a great action scene at the end, and some good cinematography, good great story. Which we talked about great characters, but if you're looking for action all the way through, not going to find it here. I think it's fair. I can definitely admit that there is some homerism in my score there. I, th- I think it deserves to be lower, but I can't help myself. Rocky gets a nine for spectacle for me, and yeah. I, I can't even justify it. <laughs> No, I think if you factor, come on, man, you got the Academy Award winning music, the cinematography, you've got pioneering use of the Steadicam. There's all kinds of ways you could justify it to a nine. I'm just keeping that A for action, you know, center. Jason's focused on what the show is actually about. (laughs) I'm trying to. It's in our title, man. Somebody's got to keep it grounded. (laughs) <laughs> but Laurel probably would prefer, like, you know, if film face off. I don't know. I don't know. It's a stereotype, but I'm thinking maybe. <laughs> let's see. Well, that's it for my round. Let's give it back to you. All right. Let's get into round five. <laughs> round five is best action scene. And there's not a ton to choose from between these two movies. These are two films on action film face off that don't have a ton of action, but they're still good, engaging movies. But let's see how Jason broke down the scenes of action in Shaft, 1971. How'd you break it down? So basically I had four scenes. Okay. All right. And just to tell you the four that I'm looking for, the first is the office fist fight scene. Yes, yes. The second was the apartment escape where they're ambushed. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The third is the botched rescue when Shaft gets shot. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Four was the successful rescue at the very end of the film. Mm-hmm. So the first one, the office fight, after he throws the guy through the window, I called that one Black Draft. I <laughs> <laughs> went out the window. <laughs> Go on. I was proud of that one. That's not bad. Well, All right. Somebody might not like it. But yeah. I <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm either going to get a high five from Delvin or punched in the face this year, and I don't. <laughs> I don't know. The apartment escape, uh, all I could think of is I was trying to keep it on like a theme of movies like Backdraft. And this one I was thinking like Run Lola Run. I, but I call this one like Run for Run. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit that one out. Okay. Well, I said <laughs> but <laughs> And then the Botch Rescue, I just called that one. Think it through next time. <laughs> have a plan (laughs) and then the successful rescue i called it i thought it through this time (laughs) (laughs) which one did you pick i picked the first one the office office fight that's what i picked i thought that was good i wanted so much to go with number four but at the end of the day i was like that office fight was pretty good and i laughed out loud when that dude went through the window yeah man the guy going through the window was great (laughs) i was like well that ended that real quick i had seen the movie before and it still surprised me i'd forgotten that happened i was like oh that dude went out the window And I was like, is he dead? Or- <laughs> I think that guy's dead. <laughs> How far up? It looks like he's pretty high up there. <laughs> Turns out he was dead. Yep. Yeah. I, the final mission you would think would be your best one, but it's really abrupt. There's not a ton to it. The last rescue mission is... It's abrupt. Yep. I really didn't understand the point of the fire hoses. Yeah. Like why they just shot some people and fire hose the other people. Why not? Why not just shoot those people? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I like the office fight. Let's go over to Rocky. As you mentioned before, there's really just two fights. So what you got? You're right. There's only two fights. Fight number one where he fights Spider Rico. I call 
called that one the itsy bitsy spider gets punched right in the snout. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. What else you got? Well, the second one, which I think is going to be everybody's choice, (laughs) is called Rocky versus Apollo Creed or I'll Have the Ribs. I love it. I love it. And I think we all know that we both picked Final Fight. Yes. No mystery there. Yeah. Yeah. No no mystery. No No mystery there. No controversy. Well, let's go back and do some scoring then. You selected Office Fight, as I did, from 1971 Shaft, and you liked it to the tune of? I gave it a six. Match game. Okay, right on. Got a six as well. I was right at a five because pretty much all the action in that movie is kind of a five. It's just kind of serviceable for the movie. But man, that dude went out that window. I did not see that coming. (laughs) I see it before and I forgot it was coming. I think we're going to have more to talk about over here. Let's get to the final fight of Rocky. Let's get a score on it and any thoughts you have. I'll say right from the beginning, I'm scoring this one a nine. And I will say, match game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested. I thought maybe you would go 10 on this one. And I wanted to go 10, but I was thinking, I really like that Rocky 2 fight a little bit better. I was like, same thing. I was like, I'm punishing this one because it's in a universe where I remember like the fights from Creed. Mm. (laughs) Oh, man, that fight. Oh, I can't wait till we pick that one for... (laughs) Face off. So we both gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I came really close to giving it a 10 because this is one of those movies kind of like Blade or sometimes when I'm just in the mood to see something really cool. I'll put it in. And I'll watch Bloodbath just to watch Bloodbath. Sometimes I'll put it on Rocky just to watch the final fight. Man, that final fight. Here's some things that I learned about that. And I know I'm cramming some extra trivia in this thing, but there's a lot of good trivia here. They tried to stunt choreograph the fights and they couldn't get it to look real enough. So they asked Sylvester Stallone, they kept him as a writer on the film, to literally script out every punch, every move. And there was like 40 pages of Mm -hmm. scripted moves that they memorized. And they went through and and rehearsed and executed. And every one they did twice, one from inside the ring and one from outside the ring, so that they had two angles that they could watch from. As I read through all that they went through to do that, I was so impressed and amazed. And the results are so spectacular. That fight scene holds up today, man. Mm -hmm. That that was filmed in 1976, and that still will get your juices pumping today when you watch it. It is more entertaining than actual boxing. It is, yeah. I hate to say it, and I know it's not real fight. I know actual fighting in you know boxing is way harder. Mad respect for those folks, but for pure entertainment value, you are absolutely right. I'm going to point out one other thing about the final fight before we get to the deduction round because it might be germane. One of my favorite moments in this movie and if you don't pay attention if you blink you will miss it but it summarizes this movie in so many ways is during the final fight you know rocky is taking a beating and all he wants to do is go the distance he doesn't mm-hmm. even care if he wins he just wants to go the distance with the chance. he knows he can't win he knows he can't win just wants to go the distance there's a moment two seconds tops where he gets knocked down again and he gets back up And it cuts to Apollo for just a second. And Apollo just can't believe it. Can't believe it. Puts his head down and shakes it like, good God, this man is not quitting. It is a brilliantly acted moment by Carl Weathers. It is the heart and soul of everything that is Rocky. Just that no quit. And I 
Love it. I know, and I, I know I'm it. probably going way too far, but it bleeds over into Rocky too. In that scene, one of my favorite scenes is when you know Apollo Creed so badly wants to make this rematch because he's getting so much. I don't want to say hate mail, but jeers from people that were like, "Oh, you couldn't put this guy down in three <laughs> rounds," and he like he wants this fight back so bad. And his buddy, I don't know if he's like his manager or trainer or what he was, but he's like, "I don't want you to fight this guy." He's like, "What do you mean? I you don't think I'm good? Oh, you're good enough." But so what is it? And he's like, you punish that man. Like, I have never seen another man get punished. And the man kept coming after you. <laughs> That's the bald guy, right? Yeah, yeah. We oh, do man. not need that kind of man in our lives. <laughs> man, I'm glad you brought him up. He's such a good character actor, and he'll pop in and out of the franchise all along the way. And he... I. He has that moment in Rocky 1 when he's watching Rocky on oh, TV yeah, yeah. fighting the meat at the meat plant. And everybody's just business and joking and, oh, whatever. And he's like, champ, you need to see this. <laughs> this man is not, he's not playing. He's like the only guy on Apollo's team that that got it. He was like, mm-hmm. this is a real fight. Yeah, Apollo's like, this is just an exhibition match. And he's like, nobody told him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that moment where Carl Weathers plays that disbelief that Rocky has gotten up again. Yeah. That is awesome. Mm, hits me right in the heart. Mm-hmm. But that's yep. it for uh, that's it for my round of action scene. We've got the office fight from Shaft, and we of course got the final fight from Rocky. And I'll hand it back to you for our sixth and final round. All right, but your style is no match for mine. It's time for the sixth round, which is the deduction round. Mm-hmm. We're going to reduce our scores for the ridiculous. If we found anything really ridiculous, the deduce, deduce, dedu- minus. If you minus it. Minus it, a score from. So we'll start with Shaft. Are you deducing, deducting, deducting, minusing? Minus it. Minus it. <laughs> I don't know why I can't deducing. I deduce one. I didn't see anything in it that really bugged me, so I have no deductions for Shaft. I'm fine with it. I'm going to take one off for those fire hoses. I was, fire. Really hoping, I was really hoping you could explain it to me. Now that I can, I kind of want to take one off, but I'll just stick with what I wrote down. I got zero deductions for it. That is a really complicated plan. <laughs> just shoot them. I know. And if they were shot together, there would been some blood that they need to clean out of the carpet. But now they got all that water damage on the hotel. I know. That it's, was just, it's a mess. That's disrespectful. That's what that was. <laughs> All right, what about Rocky? You taking anything off for Rocky? No, but I'm going to turn the deduction round into a adjustment round. I'm giving Rocky a plus one. Rocky (laughs) gets a plus one for two reasons. He gets plus one half for Bill Conti's amazing score. Okay. And he gets another plus one half for that moment I mentioned earlier. That is a movie moment that I just adore, when Apollo just cannot believe it. Yeah, that look on his face. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He just doesn't even want to fight anymore. He thought he was done. He he was like, (laughs) he was heading for the showers and he He's like, oh, I cannot believe this. Yep. So I'm going with a plus one in the deduction round. I'm calling it the adjustment round. Are you taking anything away from Rocky? No, I'm not going to reduce this at all. I, man, I think you can get your ass kicked for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Hell no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, all right. That is the end of all of our rounds. Now, don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home, folks. We do that for you here at Action Film Face-Off. And looking at the judges' scorecards, the winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off, with a score of 94 out of a possible 100, it's a highly scored film, 94 to 76, is Rocky. Congratulations. 
congratulations to Rocky. Now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... 1975. And I will bring a film from... 1996. What will those films be? Well, we'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. Dave? Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weasel Skull Albrecht, and you can find me on social media at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrecht on Facebook. And you can find me, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Yard Sale Artists. And I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel. If you look up Yard Sale Artists, you'll find me. A shameless self-plug. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much any of your finer podcatchers. Or you can check us out directly at www.longboxcrusade.com. If you'd like to send a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up at social media. We've got our own Twitter account, which is at AFFO Podcast. Or you can go directly to Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. The messages will get to us. We do have some fun banter, though, at AFFO Podcast. People get involved. People get passionate about who they want to win these these face-offs. A lot of people were all in on First Blood when First Blood was taking on Magnum Force. A lot of people were big First Blood supporters, which is nothing wrong with that. It won the episode, but I would encourage you, if you haven't, check out Magnum Force. Great movie. Yes, it is. Man, Rocky did amazing tonight. It kept its knuckles up. It really did. For a movie that doesn't have a ton of action, it did super well on Action Film Face-Off. Anyway, if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of each month, and we start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, so 4.30 Eastern, 2.30 Mountain, 1.30 Pacific. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get those notifications for when we go live. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, keep your head down and your knuckles up. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. Because I'm a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It had to be said. Now you need my notes. You need my pages, don't you? Listen to the pages, Flip. Listen to the pages, bitch. She's going to blow him away.